Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. After Emery's death, her Aunt Becky kept calling the LAPD detective after detective just to check in for over a decade. There's no faith to have. It's Like I said, if she wouldn't call, we probably wouldn't know anything. This is Emery's sister, Crystal, again. We'd probably be 30 steps behind where we actually are right now. And, you know, I know they have big jobs, big cases they need to take care of, but she, along with the other millions of people that have been murdered, meant something to us. She had a family, and she was only 14. She had a future ahead of her. It's hard to have faith in something that you see no potential in because the people in charge, they're not they're not giving you any insight. They're not keeping you updated. They're not keeping you in the loop. They kind of just brush it off, in a sense. And, you know, like, I feel if she was taken serious from the beginning, we would probably know something by now. So when I did get new information on Emery's case, I immediately called her Aunt Becky. Hello. Hi, Becky. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. This is Janice from Vice, Vice News. Yes, yes. How are yes. you? I'm okay. I'm waiting for my mom's uh, doctor's appointment. Oh, okay. How's your mom doing? Oh, so so. Okay. We're uh, we got here early, so we're waiting in the car for the time. <laughs> Better oh, okay. early than late, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've been trying to get a hold of anyone at Central Bureau Homicide um, because they've just not been answering our phone calls, not been like you know, not not mm-hmm. not answering anything. We've been leaving voicemails, and they've been kind of yeah, hard to get in contact with. I go through that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we we finally did. They said that the case is currently considered fresh, which means it's active because of information that was provided by the by the family. We don't know what this family lead was. And LAPD won't share more specifics. The family members we talked to don't seem to know either. I'm not really sure what he meant by information that was provided by the family, but it was every good to know on our end. Hear, yeah, every time we hear like a a rumor or somebody calls one of us with something that they heard, 
we call right away and we let them know. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. In November of 2021, LAPD told us that Emery's case was fresh again, meaning that while it had been cold, they were investigating new information related to the case. We kept calling for updates, but couldn't get more information than that. But a few months later, we did get a new contact. Okay, I hear you there? Yes. Okay. I was out of the country, visiting my family in Peru for a few weeks. So this is senior producer Sofia Polisa Carr on the phone with Becky. I ended up getting a call and she had some information that I wanted to pass on to you. The coroner investigator we interviewed in a past episode told us she wanted us to pass on to Emery's family the name and number of an investigator she knew. His name is Moises Castillo. Moses Castillo is a former LAPD detective supervisor where he worked specifically on crimes against children for 15 years. After close to three decades, he retired from the force, and now he works for a law firm. 
as their chief investigator, where he also does pro bono work. Um, and what he told me, I called him and just talked to him, and he told me that his priority would be to make sure that the family could meet with the police department um, and just make sure that where the case is at now. And I don't really know what that means exactly, but I know that he has a lot of contacts in LAPD. Like, you should really talk to him and see what you want to do. So, what do you think? Do you think you might? I would like, yeah, I would like to meet with him, you know, and, uh, you know, with my niece, Crystal, and my sister, Maria, and, and, Jose, her dad, they don't live together anymore, him and my sister, but she's still in the picture. So, I mean, I don't know if you would like to be there, too. I would love to be there just to see the yeah. process. And I think how hard it is to get information is important for people to know. And, the, yeah. you know, it's been so long. But um, yeah. whatever you're comfortable with. I'll get um, I'll start calling people today and see and then call him, too. Sophia is going to take it from here. Hi, can I help you? Hi, I'm going up to Suite 1990. I'm here for Moses Castillo. Um, He's part of the law firm. After I talked to Becky, she did end up reaching out to Moses. And a couple days later, she let me know that they had set a time to meet. I was surprised because about 10 people showed up. This is Maria, Emery's mom. Hello. Hi. Hi. Becky, Emery's aunt, was there, as well as Emery's mom and her dad and her brother, John. John's wife and his two kids also came out. And a couple of Emery's friends, too. Alejandra, who we've spoken to, and her other friend, Marisol. Since originally, Emery's mom hadn't been interested in speaking to us for this story, this was the first time that any of us had heard from either of Emery's parents. Before we met, we did ask the entire family for permission, and they agreed to let us record it. The meeting was at a law firm in downtown Glendale on a Saturday morning in February. It was this tall, glossy building. And because it was the weekend, the entire office was empty and quiet. Does anybody want any uh, coffee? We have a a cured coffee. And there's little snacks for the kids, too. Well, for the adults, too, if you want. This is the former detective, Moses Castillo. His demeanor was low-key. He had brought some pan dulce, and he joked as he put it on the table that, quote, I heard there were some Latinos here. He clearly understood it was going to be intense for the family. Uh, well, first of all, um, I, I want to say uh, thank you for allowing me in this journey that you've been going through for yeah. so long, and it's, uh, I have no words really that could ease the pain. And then I want to hear about Emery. I want you to tell me about Emery. And I know that might be painful, but it's going to be important because I, I, I want, my ultimate goal is to get you to meet with the detectives on this case. Before we ended up getting into the nitty gritty, Moses asked to lead the room in prayer. Uh, God, I thank you for your love and for your goodness. But I pray that you would let Emory's family know that they are not alone. During the prayer, Emory's mother started to get emotional. Moses asked her to speak first, but she couldn't. So he turned to Jose, Emory's dad. 
<laughs> okay, do you want do you want someone else to start or <laughs> give you some time? Was it? Yes, sir. Would you like to tell me about your daughter? I was not there as a father figure, and uh, but uh, I would see them and give them what they needed. As you know, they call me and they tell me, and uh, you know, I just, I just, I, like I said, I was, I wasn't there, you know, like the way I wish I would have, I was, and um, you know, she was, she was a, she was a happy child, and I know she would cry and say, "Where's my dad? Where's my dad?" Because I wasn't there, yeah. but uh, she, uh, you know. I just, she was, she was a happy girl. When Maria was finally ready to talk, she ended up echoing a lot of what Jose said. She was wearing this silver chain necklace with two hearts, which used to belong to Emery. Emery was a, she was a wonderful person. She was always singing, dancing. She used to tell me that she wanted, she had a lot of friends, wanted everybody to like her. She would put her friends before her. If they needed something, she was always helping them out. And she was just a happy person. I don't know why somebody would want to hurt her. Maria told Moses how Emery struggled at school, how there were girls who wanted to jump her. We talked about this in a previous episode, about how the family recalls that some girls showed up one day at the house and harassed Emery with a baseball bat. So Maria had her change schools and then homeschooled her for two years. And then she went to Francisco Bravo High School, where things had seemed to be going well. When she started going to Bravo, her grades went back up. And I guess that maybe she was hanging around with the wrong crowd or, because she wasn't having problems though. It's like, I, I would ask her, is there anybody that wants to hurt you? Is there anybody that wants to, you know, like, tell you stuff? She's like, no, no, no. And her grades went up. I guess it was just the crowd she hanged around with that, I don't know. The other person that we haven't heard from directly, but whose name had come up in other interviews, was Emery's younger brother, John. Any, any other questions? you want to share something about your sister? John is the one who got in a fight with her the day she disappeared. He was sitting at the very end of the table, and he was wearing an L.A. Rams jacket. Um, you know, I was 13 at the time. She was 14. I was, I was old enough to know what was going on, but too young to understand. My sister was involved in a lot. You know, she was too young to be involved with the people that she hung around with, you know, the party scene. She knew a lot for her age. Um, I'm at peace, you know, of what, what occurred. I came to peace with it, no matter what. You know, if you do get justice or not, it doesn't, I really, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, I'm a believer as well. Um, and so I forgive the people or the person that did the, 
we could find out what happened, it'll be, you know, from my mom. You know, she's real hurt, I can tell. The other part of this meeting was creating a space to share tips and theories that have come in over the years. As we've mentioned in a previous episode, the family has a ton of them. People have reached out from all over, giving them information after Emery's death. Things they saw or things they heard. And this is the type of information that Becky would call LAPD detectives with. Whether they followed up or not, the family doesn't know. But they would call and relay everything that they heard. There are two theories that we've heard that have come up again and again. Like we said previously, given the total speculative nature of these theories, we're only going to include first initials and we're going to cut out full names in the tape for privacy. So one of the theories was about Emery's former boyfriend at the time of her death, who we are calling R. He's currently in prison for second-degree attempted murder. In the meeting, Emery's mom talked about how a friend of the family ran into R after Emery's death. They were talking to him, like, through the window, okay? Mm-hmm. And that she said that she turned around and she seen Emery's ring inside his truck. That was like about six months after she passed away. I might be able to visit. We mentioned this in episode four, but Emery was known for wearing all these different rings. And when she was found, they were all gone. And there were tan lines as well in her hands where they had been. Her family never found those rings. The other theory is focused on Emery's friend's ex-boyfriend. We're calling him S. Alejandra, her high school friend, says he spoke to Emery the day she disappeared. And um, I'm not sure what they talked about, but um, I remember they were going to meet after school and he was pretty upset about something that had happened. She says that S got upset with Emery because he felt that Emery got in between him and his ex-girlfriend. Again, we've tried to reach out to all of these people numerous times. Maria, Emery's mom, also said that they had been told that the police did talk to S at the time. They went to his house, supposedly, and he got arrested because they found guns in his house. And he went in, they took him to jail. And then an undercover cop um, pretended he was an inmate, put him in the same cell to see if he could get information from him. You know, brought up Emery, you know, came out and said, well, yeah, did you, you know, did you hear what happened to that girl? They said that, you know, to see if he would say anything. Mm-hmm. But he never commented nothing. They never got nothing out of him. Moses was taking notes the whole time, and after about an hour, an hour and a half, John's baby started to get fussy, and the family seemed pretty wiped. And the meeting ended. And if you are thinking of reaching out to me at any point, don't hesitate. You call me, okay? If I'm able to pick up, I'll pick up. If I can't, I'll call you when I'm able to, because as you can imagine, my my days can be very busy sometimes, but uh, I'll do my best to get back to you. On the way out, I caught up with Becky in the parking garage. I wanted to know how she felt. Did you feel like your expectations in the beginning changed over the course of the meeting, or they're the same, or how do you... No, my expectations are high. I love the way the detective talked to us. I love that he began with a prayer, thanking God like we should always. Uh, I felt that he's... Uh, it's okay. I, it's okay, go ahead, go ahead. Bye, Betty. Thank you. Okay. Nice meeting you. you so You're welcome. welcome, thank you. Bye. I... I feel this sincere in, in, in his voice and, and his heart. After the family left, I asked Moses what he thought about what he heard in the meeting. 
after hearing them speak and giving me some insights as to what happened, I, I do believe there's additional investigation that needs to be conducted, such as interviewing um, ex-boyfriends um, uh, and someone who was considered a person of interest, revisit that person, because um, now things have changed and time has gone by and sometimes people can't add things that maybe they were afraid to say back then, but now if this person's already incarcerated, maybe he says, you know what, I have nothing else to gain or lose. I might as well just tell the truth. Somebody out there has information about what happened to Emory that night. Somebody knows, somebody told someone, somebody confided in someone. Moses told me that he reached out to Assistant Chief Alfred Labrada, who's part of Central Bureau where Emery's case is currently. Again, he's doing this pro bono. He says he's taken on a few cases since he retired from LAPD. The request I made to him was a request that he uh, assigned a new set of detectives that would give it a, another look. And then I also requested that those detectives meet with the family under what we call uh, Marcy's Law, Victim Bill of Rights. He asked LAPD to meet with the family and go over the case again. It's like this reminder to LAPD that someone is paying attention. And also to get any more information that the family might not already have. If you remember, they told us that the case was fresh or active again, but they didn't clarify any more than that. And there used to be a $50,000 reward for any information in Emery's case. It was approved by L.A. City Council in 2006, 2007, and then again in 2011. But since then, it's expired. So it's possible that the reward could get renewed again. And the family is also trying to raise awareness on Instagram. They made an account called Justice for Emery Munoz. And that's where we left off with the meeting. Hello. Becky? Hi, Becky. How are you? When I got back from Peru after visiting my family for a few weeks, I called Becky and she gave me some news. Um, I'm okay. Just, uh, yeah, overwhelmed. It seems like a lot kind of happened, right, in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Yeah, it did. Gosh. That's after the break. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. After Emery's family met in that conference room, I got on the phone with Becky, who told me some news. It's happening, and that makes me feel good. It makes me feel nervous. LEPD agreed to meet with the family. The former detective, Moses Castillo, said that LEPD had Emery's file and had been looking at it for a month and a half already. And so they're ready to meet with the family, and they're ready to do it soon. This is big news. They haven't sat down with a detective in years. And when we started reporting the story, they were having trouble even finding the contact for her case since it's been passed around so much. All emotions, overwhelmed, sad, you know, all these things that happened 16 years ago, are the feelings, the thoughts and everything come back, the emotions. But I'm glad, you know, that this is happening. But I guess it's normal for us to relive everything again. And so, but I'm glad they're happening. And so, thank you. The family meets with LEPD on their own. And then afterward, we join them. How did the, um, how did the meeting go? So they said they're going to do everything they can, you know, and it's going to take a while on us as long as it's not 16 more years. Do you remember the feeling in the room? Was it um, was it just them talking or? It was emotional. Yeah. It was emotional because I, I, um, I mentioned that all the detectives that she had, you know, it's like I don't feel like they care. I, and I told them, I said, I know to you guys, a new case is just another number. And he said, not all of us. Maria, Emery's mom, is in the room. It's the first time I'm meeting her. I can immediately see where Emery inherited her big brown eyes. I feel that I'm going to get answers this time. I really do. You see, we never got none of this before. No, never. It was just like detectives. They wouldn't call. You even messages and they wouldn't call. Yeah. And we never gotten this far. They don't return calls. You need messages and and then when you call it's like, oh no, everything's the same, like no big deal, you know? There's yeah. no leads and I'm like so it's like sometimes I used to tell her, Why am I even gonna call? It's always the same thing, nothing, nothing. And it just like it gets me mad, you know, it's like it hurts. One of the reasons I was hesitant to do this series is that inherently looking at someone's death means that the family has to revisit trauma. And it's not always clear if making families revisit the past is worth it. I need to, it hurts to know what they did to her, but I want to know what they did to her. I need to know. It's like they just, it hurts. It brings anger to me because... When they were picking her at the school, it's like I would go with her everywhere because she was afraid to go to the store or wherever she wanted to go. 
and I was always going with her. I went to school. I sat with her, and it was like I protected her from nobody touching her. Now we get into arguments, you know, with moms, you know, to tell their daughter to leave mine alone. And then, and when they killed her, it's like I was like, maybe I know she was yelling for me. I know she was. When she needed me the most, I wasn't there for her. And I, I mean, I need to know why. I mean, what was the reason? Did you do it just because? Because you didn't like her? Or did she do something that, I don't know. And I just, like, like I told the detective, you know, with God's help, when you guys find out, I don't give me names. I want to see faces. I believe we're going to get some answers now. This is Emery's dad. We'll say again. You know, because when I... When this happened, I used to go, I never called the LAPD. I just went down there. And they would just sit me in a room the first two times and leave me in there, you know, like if somebody's gonna come and talk to me, but they didn't, you know? So come on then. There's nothing to say, because we haven't found out nothing. So I used to get mad. And I used to raise my voice at them, you know, and say, if you guys ain't gonna do anything, I'm gonna do something about it, you know? Because, uh, I mean, I look for answers. all. I got up, you know, and I used to, in other words, I was out there homeless. Three years where they, where they found her, you know, and I was trying to find something out. And nothing and nothing, and I started drinking, and I became an alcoholic for three years, you know. And, uh, but I was always trying to do something. And I used to go down to LAPD and just raise some hell. We did ask LAPD about this. And they acknowledged that Emery's case had gone through a lot of hands. But they said every time they receive a tip from them, they investigated it. And that detectives don't always share information because they don't want to give families false hope or compromise the investigation. While we were talking, there was a family album on the table. And we were flipping through pictures of Emery with her siblings and Emery at the mall. And then... Maria told us a story about her. She used to talk to my dad. What she used to talk to? Sugar daddy, mama? Daddy? Mr. Baby. Mr. Baby. Mr. She used to call my dad. Mr. Baby was Emery's grandfather, who has now passed away. She used to go sit on my dad's lap. What she used to call him? Mr. Baby. Mr. Mr. Baby. She says, you love me? And he's like, yeah. She says, you want to buy me a pizza? <laughs> or wherever she wanted to go, so McDonald's or something. Like, what do you want? Because he already knew. You know, and then like, he was like, okay, go ahead, order it, whatever. But then he caught on and she's like, do you love me? He's like, no. She's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and she's like, we're going to get pizza. And I'm like, how do you do that? What do you do? <laughs> she got it like that. Yeah, that's what she used to say. I, have, I got it like that. I love hearing the story. It's like a little family inside joke. And Maria just lights up with a smile on her face. It meant a lot to hear Maria talk about Emery outside of her murder case. A word that's been coming to mind is desahogar. Recently, especially in these times, I've heard this word a lot from my father when it comes to grief and pain. I don't know how to describe it in English. It's like when you are literally drowning in your emotions and you have to let it all out. You have to lighten the load. Bent, unburden yourself. Even if it's not positive, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just have to yell at someone or cry. 
to find some way to keep going. Whatever happens with the investigation, which is now active according to LAPD, at least the family had this moment to confront LAPD about how they were treated, to release. But to desahogar is also an act of survival, a way to cope when there isn't a solution, when the reality of the world is just too heavy to bear. But it's the world you have to live in. And in the absence of an answer, what I heard emerge in this intense conversation was a lot of guilt and blame. And I can't help but feel reminded of my own guilt. A guilt that I didn't feel when I was a kid sneaking out at night without my parents knowing. But has grown and grown since then. And that I think I finally understand. In our final episode, I talked to my mom and we follow up on Emery's story. That's next time. This episode was written, reported, and hosted by me, Janice Yamoka. Our show is produced and reported by Sofia Polisakar, Victoria Alejandro, and Kyle Chang, and edited by Antonia Serijido. Additional editing by Carolina Hidalgo and Annie Aviles. Fact-checking by Nidia Bautista. Sound design and original music composition by Kyle Murdoch. Our supervising producer is Janet Lee. Art by Julie Ruiz and Victoire Collon. Our executive producer from Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Our executive producers from LA Studios are Antonia Serijido and Leo G. Our vice president of podcasts from LA Studios is Shana Naomi Crocmo. Special thanks to the UCLA Department of Communication Archive for access to their news collection. Party Crews The Untold Story is a production of Elias Studios and Vice Audio in partnership with iHeart's Michael Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts, listen to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And hey, were you in a party crew? Send us your party flyers or photos. I'd love to see them even a voice message about your memories, anything. You can send us a message or a picture at partycruise at eliasstudios.com. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. 
Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.